0: You fire the first shot. I like that. I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180, 180, 180. 100. Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brad Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to beat the noise. A production of greenrollmedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network rooted in
1: fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada.
0: Ball tries to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey.
1: And presented by the world famous Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at superbook.com.
0: Superbook.com. You've waited all week. And kickoff is here. Here Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler.
1: Here we go. It's time for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I am your host, Brant Tobler. As always, I'm joined by two of the best odds makers in the world, my buddies, Jay Cornegate and John Murray. Boys, how we doing? Jay, Jay, How I'm in Vegas with you. I don't know how you guys live here. This is a rough place, but uh, it's good to be here. How's everything at the book?
2: <laughs> you sound pretty good, Brent. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs>
2: yeah, some people just can't handle Vegas.
1: <laughs> I am one of them.
2: No, I it's think you're f- just fine. It's just a little <laughs> early for you. That's all. Yeah, you just need a couple no, of I'm... chasers, couple of there, a couple yeah. of hair dogs there. Yeah, and you'll be just fine.
1: All right, I'll, I'll do that as soon as we're done recording. Uh, so, how was last week for you guys at the SEC Championship? I'm looking over all the stuff. It looks like SEC Championship game had to be good because it seemed like everybody was on Georgia.
2: Yeah, that was a really good game for us. Uh, anytime we get an upset like that, and it's it's pretty amazing to think that. When Alabama just uh, wiped somebody off the field, that we did really well in the game. But in this case, that's exactly what happened.
1: That's so crazy, uh, John. What about the NFL? I had to. I have to guess Sunday was rough. It looked like every favorite won. The, the one week yeah. I tried to bet some dogs.
3: There's too many favorites. Other, you know, other than Minnesota, pretty much every favorite won. And, they, and not only that, they all covered. The Buccaneers covered. The Colts covered. The Chiefs covered. It was just all, all the big favorite. The Rams were a big one in the afternoon. We lost big on that game. So it wasn't a good Sunday for us. We can't complain too much because we had such a good we had such a good month of November and we had to give a little bit yeah. of money back to start December. No worries.
1: Yeah. Well I was curious, I was thinking about you guys last night, just on the that that game looked like it was gonna be awful, then turned into a game. I was curious, did the live betting go good, bad last night, or was it not a lot of action?
3: it was uh there was there was action on the live betting because the game ended up being so exciting you know it was a real the, the betting was really quiet pre-game there wasn't a whole lot to report on but we did have guys betting big on the over and live and live or over second half excuse me and live wagering the over so that didn't work out too well for us uh i don't know what happened to the defenses there in the second half they just stopped trying i guess
2: well, yeah, it was like I saw that number. It was twenty and a half. Okay, that was the total at halftime, and I'm like thinking that it, you know, a half point, a half a point is a big, you know, uh, deal in our business. And I thought it should have been twenty one, to, to tell you the truth. You know, I, I really thought that the, the, you know, because it does open up, and I thought Roethlisberger was just going to kind of open it up. Now it's easy to say it now, but I really thought it should have been just a little higher. And we had a house customer. I think he bet it like four or five times over mm-hmm. the second half yeah. and kind of took us to the shed
1: these thursday night games you just know i mean that game i was i watched the first half and i was like oh this is i thought it was going to be a blowout stay that way and then i'd come off stage and it's, i'm like they're they're going to tie the game here <laughs> these thursday nights are crazy it, overall jay that thursday i assume it's good for you in the long run but have these the thursday games been good for you or is it just hit and miss
2: it's it's hit and miss um Last night, we could have used uh, the Steelers, uh, but it was uh, very typical of a Thursday night game because it's the first game of the weekend. We don't really have a huge decision because, as we mentioned last week, uh, I believe John said it's the start of all the parlays. Now, I don't think we uh, have as many as we've had in the past because of this matchup, but uh, those that bet the favorite and bet the over on the first leg of their parlays, you know they got something rolling and that's, that's the start of the weekend for us. So as far as the win lost, it's a very typical Thursday night. It wasn't much of a decision for us. Yeah.
1: The dream's still alive. You get those first two wins. You, you only need nine more to win 30,000, but <laughs> the good thing is you usually <laughs> lose this first game. But all right, let's look at these Sunday games. There's actually some pretty good games this week. And as we get in towards playoff contention and, um, I'm actually excited for these games. I'm, I'm going to come over to the SuperBook and watch them. So if you're in Vegas, come watch them with me. But this first game, Jay, we'll start with, is the hometown Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City? Currently, Kansas City's ten and forty-eight, and I got to imagine this bandwagon is back on Kansas City. Is, is this a game where everybody's going to bet Kansas City, even the hometown people?
2: That wagon is getting full again. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we open this game eight and a half. Uh, it got to nine and a half earlier in the week, and then actually dropped down to nine on Wednesday. Yesterday, Thursday, it went to nine and a half, and then this morning up to ten. So there's certainly been some movement there. But on the, on the sharp side of things, the sharps uh, have bet this game under. We opened fifty two and a half. It's all the way down to forty eight. As far as the side itself, it's been going back and forth a little bit, but you're starting to see some accumulation on the cheese.
1: John, I remember last year the Raiders for some reason played the Chiefs tough. I think they actually went to Kansas City and won. But this Raiders team looks bad, and, and I'm I'm uh you know, I'm I'm the public and I just I'm back on this Kansas City thing. They look good. Is there any reason to believe Raiders can stick around or should I lay this big number?
3: Well, Kansas City's kind of reinvented themselves in the last month or so. All of a sudden they're this really good defensive team. And I think if you're looking for a reason to bet the Raiders, it would be because the Chiefs' offense really isn't scoring a lot of points. Patrick Mahomes didn't even throw a touchdown pass on Sunday night against the Broncos. So Kansas Can- City playing a very different style of football now, not really winning with their defense, not putting up a lot of points on offense. So 10 is a lot of points. But more importantly, I didn't know you were coming to the Superbook on Sunday. When, yes, were, you well, to, when were you planning to let us know about this?
1: I was going to be surprised. surprise. <laughs> uh, <well, well, laughs> no, you uh... did a
3: great job of keeping it under your hat by announcing yeah. it on the podcast. <laughs> Well done.
1: Yeah I will be there if I we'll see how Saturday night goes but I'll be there but uh, if we looking at this game you think do you think it's going to stay at 10 or do you think it'll come I mean this is an important number do you see the sharps taking the 10 or the public bring this up to 10 and a half?
3: I think more likely it would come it would come down a little bit than go up Uh, we we actually moved to 10 this morning we had been at nine and a half most of the day yesterday and Although I, I will say I do see a few of the more prominent offshore books also at 10 right now, so clearly there's there's a lot of support on Kansas City at some at some pretty influential shops out there.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to this next game. The Mighty Dallas Cowboys, another t- team I can't figure out, a, a rivalry game against the Washington football team. Dallas is currently four and a half forty eight. Jay, what do you, any movement on this game? This is another game. I just these they, they always play each other tough, so I just I'm, I'm not sure what I want to do with this game.
2: Yeah, I'm actually a little surprised that it's that high. Um, I think uh, Washington's actually been playing pretty pretty well. Uh, looking at the ticket count and looking at the money, it's so dead even, very well balanced game. The only uh, movement we've really seen is on the under again. We uh, opened at 49.5, and, and it's down to 48 as the market has dropped on this, as they probably think this is going to be a tightly contested game, and uh, the two defenses are playing fairly well, especially Washington's. I can see that dropping just a bit, but as far as the, the line itself, 4.5, it seems a, a tick high for me, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it drops down by kickoff.
1: Mm-hmm. John, is this the weather that's making these games bet under, or, or the numbers come back around, or they just know everybody wants to bet over?
3: I, I think the weather is part of it, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the, the one thing I would I'd caution here: we, Washington's got some key guys out in this game. Uh, Montez Sweat is now in COVID protocol, and you know Chase Young is out for the season. He tore up his knee. Landon Collins is questionable, so some really key guys for the Washington defense are um, out or questionable for this game. And, and, and Washington will have no home field advantage in this game. Uh, you know, I, I grew up going to, uh, to games in this stadium. They used to call this team the Redskins way back at that time. Whoa, and uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would go, to these, uh, I'd go to these Cowboy Redskin games, and, and you could walk into the stadium and you could take a look around And you'd have a very good idea of what the Cowboys' record was. And because the the Cowboys are at the first place team this season, I would imagine there'll be a lot of Dallas fans at that stadium on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they they do travel, especially when they're winning. So that's a game. I'll just watch that game. I don't know if I want to do anything with that game. The game I'm actually interested in, what I think is the best game on Sunday, Jay, is this Bills and Bucks. Currently, Bucks three and a half, fifty three and a half. And a lot of, I think a lot of people thought this might be a Super Bowl matchup, but this Bills team is, is kind of falling apart here. And everybody, I feel like, jumped off the Bills bandwagon. Now they're back to KC. Is that something you're seeing, or, or do people still believe in this Bills team?
2: They're not sure at, at this time. As the, the Bills have had a lot of impressive wins, I, I think they like to run it up against those uh, struggling teams. Uh, but then when they match up uh, against a, a contender... Uh, you know it seems to go uh, in the other direction. We opened this at three and a half it dropped down to three minus 120 on the bucks and then eh, just right before the show we moved it to three and a half so it's right back up to, to where it started from. Um, as you can imagine the general public they just love the buccaneers in fact about 78% of the tickets are on the bucks but we haven't seen any sharp money on this this game either on the total mm-hmm. or the side.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this these two teams, I think they're good. And, John, that's what I'll ask you on this. I think you guys have the Bucs as the favorite to win the Super Bowl. When you guys are back there, do you guys as a team consider this Bucks the best team in the NFL right now, or is there somebody you guys like more?
3: Uh, I think they're playing to the highest power rating in the NFL right now, Tampa Bay is, and that's why you see them uh, getting or laying this many points against a Buffalo team that for a while there was considered – the highest power-rated team in the league. The other thing is there's a little bit of drop-off there in the NFC, whereas in the AFC you've got Kansas City, New England, and and Buffalo all bunched together. Over in the NFC, although we do respect the Rams, the Packers, the Cardinals, there's a little bit more separation there, and it looks like Tampa Bay is in a good position to get the one seed. And then there's also this factor. We lose on the Buccaneers in some of the future books because the Buccaneers, being the defending world champions, were a very popular a very popular future option, so all those things factor into how you how you set up your future book and and Jay's right, we haven't seen anything sharp on the game, but there was a player that we respect that bet over twenty six for the first half, so no sharp action on the game itself, but the first half, some sharp money there, so maybe the maybe this guy's thinking the bill's offense will let loose after being unable to do anything in that That windstorm on Monday night.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, that was. This is going to be a tough spot for the Bills. I mean, that was such an emotional game. It 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 just felt like they just were all in on Monday night, and it came up short. I think this is going to tell us a lot about the Bills and how they come out and play. Whether they win or lose, I, I I'm very interested in how they react after losing that game against New England.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then to have to go to New England next week on top of it, this is a rough stretch. They really needed that game last week. I'm, I'm shocked they they couldn't pull it out. But I think the weather had a little to do with that. Um, Speaking of weather, this next game, I didn't look at the weather, but I'm sure it's going to be cold, and it's it's a kind of a crap game for Sunday night. The Bears at the Packers look like Packers are currently twelve and a half, forty three and a half. This Packers team looks good, Jay. I'm I'm thinking. Oh, that's such a big number, though. It's, have you guys got much action on this, or do you think this would be something Sunday night people start betting?
2: Yeah, we, we did open thirteen, and it's down to twelve and a half, as you mentioned. Th- these big numbers like this really scare a lot of the general public away from these games. But uh, as you mentioned, and as you know, Brant, once it comes to Sunday night, uh, <laughs> you start looking at it. You know, about an hour before kickoff, and you're like. You start developing opinion, right? And I, I expect a lot of uh, players out there to do the same thing, whether they're chasing or, or trying to, you know, take the take it to the house, really. So it um, uh, looks like eighty five percent of the tickets are to the Packers, but it's very light, and uh, I haven't seen anything sharp on this game as of now.
1: Yeah. John, this is, you guys assume you'll be on the, the Bears and I like to be on your guys' side, but I don't know if I could back this Bears team. I, I, any thoughts on this game or should I find a college yeah, I basketball got a, game or something?
3: I got a thought. No, you should take, take your girlfriend out to dinner. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, I got a thought on this game. How did they not flex this game out of Sunday night? Didn't they flex yeah. the 49ers Seattle out last Sunday? Why, why does this one get to stay? Uh, I'm. we'll need Chicago there'll be parlays running to Green Bay but I don't think it's going to be a really big decision for us just because the public doesn't like to lay that many points uh, the the buffalo the Buffalo Tampa Bay game will be by far the big uh, the big handle game of the day on Sunday I'm sure
2: I think I could yeah, answer they, that the total fan I'm sorry Brent but the it's the fan bases right I mean these are like, Chicago sure. I mean doesn't really matter what they do they always bring up uh, a lot to the table, and of course the Packer fans you know I mean they have a huge loyal fan base, so I can understand why they left it there unfortunately for, for huh. us but uh I, I could care less about this game, but uh I can understand <laughs> why the you know the network uh kept this game there,
1: <clears throat> yeah, I guess it makes sense, but I agree with you guys that Bill's bucks would have been a a much better prime time game, but at least we got a good game Monday. Uh, this Monday night game, I'm actually excited for. I, I again, I don't know what to think of this Cardinals team. The Rams are, are at Phoenix, playing the Cardinals. Currently, two and a half, fifty one and a half. This Cardinals team, I mean, they have the best record in the league, Jay. But I just don't think they're that good. Is, is it going to come to haunt me in the end? Because in my futures, I've, I have everybody but the Cardinals. But maybe I needed bet some Cardinals.
2: Well. Yeah. I can understand that because we see that uh, across the board here. Um, there's there's not a lot a lot of love for the Cardinals for some reason. I don't think they've had a lot of marquee games, uh, not a lot of national television coverage. They've been under the radar, but all they do is win, and they've had a, a few impressive wins. This game opened three Cardinals at home and down to two and a half, and and actually that was a very respected group. That took the Rams at plus three, and they also bet them on the money line at at plus one thirty. So, a great game makes up for that lousy Sunday night game. But uh, (laughs) I I think this is a a a very interesting game for the NFC playoffs. But uh, certainly, uh, it's going to be popular, and we've certainly seen some sharp money on the LA side.
1: Wow, John, what do you? I mean, that's I like hearing that. The fact they're taking some money line. You, do you think this game's going to keep going?
3: The sharp guys always seem to bet on the Rams. You know, we, had, we saw late money on the Rams last Sunday afternoon, and they blew out Jacksonville. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the Rams actually ended up going off as a favorite in Green Bay. At Lambeau Field, the Rams went off favorite because all these wise guys were on the Rams. I know they lost that game, but the bottom line is they just keep betting the Rams every week, these sharper players. So if anything, I would think the number will continue to go down uh Mm -hmm. the the public doesn't seem to be in a rush to bet on arizona and when we see these wise guys on the rams every week
1: yeah i just don't believe in this cardinals team and the rams are just more flashy and fun to root for i think so i i I like hearing that because i think i was definitely going to be on the rams so there should be a good game so wait john at this point you guys think you'll need the cardinals or do you think the fact they're favorites yeah i think i think balance out
3: there's a long way to go obviously we're talking on friday morning Mm -hmm. that's the monday night game but uh, at this time yeah unless you had a really big play come in from some house players i'd say we'll most likely be rooting for arizona we're seeing more tickets right now by a small margin on the rams and the bigger bets are on the rams
0: let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge hey guys what's shaking in your super contest this week
1: You know, I'm going to take the Cardinals in the contest now that I want to roll with you guys. I got to make a run here. There's five weeks left. And the most exciting news about the contest is my guy, Free Tim Tebow, is now in the lead. (laughs) So shout out to Free Tim Tebow. Obviously, I can't win this because I'm an idiot, but I'm rooting for you. I hope Jay has to hand over a check that says Free Tim Tebow. Jay, with this Super Contest, I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting killed every week. I've tried all kinds of different strategies. Do you have? Is there any strategy for a guy like me to, to make a comeback here down the stretch?
2: Well, John and I have discussed this uh, over the years, and, and uh, we, we've been asked that. And the, the only way you really could make a comeback at, at this point uh, late in the season is to go against the grain and pick against the, the popular picks, uh, the only problem with that most likely involves some bad numbers because you'll see some accumulation on, on these teams in the super contest where the number has moved and they're getting the best of the number. For example, let's just say the Cowboys were four on the super contest card, and now the current number is five or maybe even five and a half. You'll see a lot of accumulation on the Cowboys at minus four because that's a really good number. But uh, as we mentioned, you have to go against the grain. Uh, most likely you have to go against the grain to make up some ground. And that means you're going to be taking the, you know, the Washington football team at plus four, which is a bad number considering the market number is at five or five and
4: a half. It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? Proud sponsor of the Superbook Sports Podcast, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they now have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast to this holiday season and get 20% off site-wide, plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook 2020 It's time for The Big Ticket.
3: Hey, John,
0: any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook?
3: Yeah, actually, while we were recording this show, we had a guy come up and bet 50, 55000 to win 50000 on under thirty-five in the uh, Army-Navy game, which is tomorrow. Uh, oh, wow. So that's certainly a pretty significant bet for, for a total for sure. and we've had, we've had a lot of money on that game, a lot of money on, on the over earlier in the week, and now this, this gentleman came in, made a big bet on the under. We saw some sharp money on Army minus seven. We went to seven and a half, and then we took some big bets on Navy plus seven and a half. So this is setting up to be one of our biggest handle college football games of the year. Uh, because it's the only game in town tomorrow, and there's been some really big bets on it. Wow.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's such a low total, 35. Yeah. You know, well, it's I, gone, the it's weather's gone under, okay. I, yeah, I think the weather's okay. It's not ideal, but it's okay.
3: Everyone's talking about how it's gone under 15 years in a row, but it's important to remember the total wasn't always 35 in these games where it's mm-hmm. gone under. I mean, the, the I agree with Jay. I mean, the number has been adjusted to account for the fact that the game keeps going under, and uh, surprised to see a bet of that size come in, but we'll see. I guess we'll be rooting for points tomorrow in that game.
2: Yeah, you look at the thirty-five yeah. number, but I guess that's a good number if you look at the market because there's plenty of thirty-four and a halfs out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, wow. good number Oof. for that player.
1: Jay, are these wise guys trying to sneak by you when you're recording? They they listen to the show. They know we're recording right now, and they try to sneak a, a fifty-five thousand dollar bet in, or uh, is, is that I, I hope. We need so. to...
2: I hope that's the case. You know, I hope they're <laughs> listening. Uh, you, you never know with these guys; they're playing games. But uh, I, you know, the 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 gentleman that bet that we wouldn't consider sharp. I think he's just looking at the market and taking the best number out there.
1: Well, I love it. He just. 55000 an on a half point. I love it. Well, we'll root for points. I can always do that. That's my favorite thing to do. So every, we'll root for Army, Navy over. Like you said, it's the only game in town, so I guess I got to bet it and watch it tomorrow. So, um, Let's move on to what else, because this is what I want to talk about, John. I'm, I'm actually here in Vegas doing shows at the MGM, and there's mm-hmm. already some energy in the building for this UFC yeah. uh, on Saturday. It looks like a big card. Can you give, as a guy that... Casual UFC watcher, can you go over these fights with me and maybe steer me in the right direction and say who I should stay away from in a hotel ele- elevator if I run into any of these bad boys?
3: <laughs> oh, well, you better stay away from all of them, Brent. I mean, you should, you should be staying away from uh, the, whole, the whole crowd and up to and including Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. They're fighting for the, the women's uh, 135-pound title. And then there's the men's lightweight title fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. A lot of money on that fight. You know, that, that we, had, we had some sharp players taking Poirier, and they, they pushed us up all the way to minus 160, minus 160. We've come back down to minus 150. Last night, there, there was some money that came in on Charles Oliveira. And we've taken some real big bets on the over in that fight, over one and a half. So we'll be looking for hopefully an early knockout in the Oliveira-Poirier mm-hmm. fight. I wish the fights were still at the MGM. You know, I used, to, I used to love going to the fights at MGM Grand. I don't think it's as good of an experience at T-Mobile, but uh, it should be a fun night. There's some other, uh, some other really high-profile fighters, like Cody Garbrandt is on the card, and uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley is on the card. So it's a, it's a very solid card. It's missing Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal was supposed to fight Leon Edwards on this card. He pulled out with an injury. But uh, still a very deep event, and it should be very good for Handel. Because again, there's only one college football game tomorrow. It's in the afternoon, so the betters will shift their focus to the UFC tomorrow evening and tomorrow night. So I would expect us to do a lot of business on UFC 269.
1: So wait, who do you who do you lean in this in the Poirier fight? Do you have any lean well, on this? I, or
3: I would I almost would never go against Dustin Poirier, but uh, Charles Oliveira is a guy that we've seen sharp guys backing on his last few fights, going back like three or four fights including the one where he won the belt against Michael Chandler. So I, I'm not going to play the fight myself, but I know that Oliver is a guy that we've routinely seen sharp players taking.
0: All right.
1: but well, what else do we have? Well, I guess, you know, we talked about this Army-Navy game. It's going to be so weird to not have college football on Saturday, but I think all eyes are I, – I know you guys put out the lines in all the bowl games, but let's talk about the big ones real quick. Uh looks like there's a little movement, Jay, Georgia-Michigan, Georgia currently seven and a half, forty-four. 44 Is this game, are, are people betting it now, or is this going to be closer to the actual game when you, you'll see a lot of movement on this?
2: Oh, yeah, this is uh, getting some uh, attention right now from the betters. In fact, both of the games, uh, we, you know, we opened this at 7.5 and went to 8 for a little while. In fact, it just moved back to 7.5 just uh, prior to us going on the air here. I'm just looking at it here. It looks very balanced right now, but uh, it's definitely trickling in. And as we've seen in the past, these playoff games uh, will get attention from the betters as people come in and out of town. They're you know taking their action right now. As far as the other game, Alabama has gone back and forth between 13.5 and 13. Again, another slight movement this morning right before we went on the air. Alabama went from 13.5 down to 13. So... It's definitely getting some attention, even though it's a couple of weeks away.
1: Mm-hmm. Jay, do you guys have any future need in this? Is, is there somebody you better for you guys, or did is it balanced on the the championship futures?
2: Uh, we're definitely not balanced. Uh, we took some bigger bets on Georgia earlier in the year, so anybody but Georgia should be fine for us. But uh, Georgia is a team that we're rooting against.
1: Okay, John, are we going to get this SEC rematch, or do you? This, I don't. I mean, I obviously. Well, I don't know, but maybe you think since he has a chance, I don't. But what about Michigan? Do you think Michigan could put up a fight in this game?
3: I, I think that a. I think yes, we are going to get the SEC rematch, and it, it always it always makes me laugh when people complain about how the SEC always gets all these teams in the college football playoff. Well, maybe that's because they win it almost every year. Maybe that's why the SEC gets the respect that they get. Uh, Michigan, I think, is live, and I think if they can get out to a lead, I do think they can beat Georgia. I don't think Georgia's built to come from behind, and we saw that in the SEC championship game. I don't know how Cincinnati could beat Alabama, but I, I do, I do respect Cincinnati. I think that line's a little high, but it, it's very hard to picture them winning the game outright.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, they they put up a good season, but I this I think we all learned last week to not uh, well, we bet were, against Alabama we sho- anymore.
3: <laughs> we were shocked in the SEC championship game by how easily Alabama was able to run the ball. Uh, None of us could believe what we were watching back there uh, last Saturday. Uh, We we thought that Alabama would be shut down in the run game, facing these third and longs, and and it couldn't have gone. It went the exact opposite way. They were running at will, blew Georgia off the field. Stunning game. It, It makes us wonder if maybe Alabama was holding stuff back against Auburn and holding stuff back. Knowing they had that Georgia game on deck,
1: yeah, it was t- t- just a different team over those two weeks. I don't know how the Heisman betting's gone for you guys all the season, but I got to think Bryce Young probably locked it up with that game, right? Is was that yeah. good for you guys or no? Well,
3: yeah, Bryce Young, he locked up the Heisman Trophy on Saturday with that performance against Georgia. I mean, although I've read over the years that these voters send their vote in with like a month left in the season, I hope they didn't do that this year because it was a wide open race. But Young. I think, secured it, that comeback win against Auburn in the SEC championship game. And we actually win on the Heisman this year, which is exciting. We, we don't seem to do well on Heisman Trophy, on NFL MVP, and we're going we're gonna to make a small profit on Bryce Young. and Just get the hell out of there. That, that's how I feel about all those MVP, <laughs> all, all those awards. If we can scratch out a profit and move on, I'm delighted.
2: It's so true. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's really dominated <laughs> by like sharp money and, and uh, you just uh, some of the public money that comes in. It just, I mean, it's just peanuts, and yeah. so we're always dealing with the sharps, and and they, you know, most most of the time they're they're getting odds on these things, and uh, so if we can scrape uh, a slight, you know, a positive number on it, uh, we'll take it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, before I get you guys out of here. Is that the same way on the NFL MVP? Is, that, is this – you think Brady or you, how are you guys balanced on that? Or do you need somebody or is it – because it seems kind of open, but
3: – We don't normally do well on that either. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. we, we, we do lose to Brady. We've got Brady as the favorite right now, plus 160. We lose a little bit on him. Not a huge number, but not a good number. We lose big on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's mostly due to a bet we took a few weeks ago. We took 2,000 at 60-1. to I don't see Mahomes winning the MVP. He's not putting up the offensive numbers. Uh, to me, the NFL MVP is Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened when he missed, that, he missed that one game against Kansas City and the whole team fell apart. <laughs> I, think, I think he's the MVP of the league. He's co-second favorite along with Kyler Murray. We went on Kyler Murray. We went on Rodgers. I'd be surprised if Murray could get it, though, because he missed three games that injury. That's a big chunk of the season to miss. But, again, yeah. any scenario where we make a little bit of money – is a big W.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see down the stretch here. I mean, I agree with you. It looks like Brady has it, and the narratives for Brady. But Rodgers could have a couple big games, or maybe Brady. I mean, Brady could get COVID. Who knows? We. It's such a different year in betting. So we'll see. We'll, we'll check back in on it towards the end of the season. But uh, all right, guys, that'll do it for this week. I will see you guys on Sunday. I'm gonna come over to the Superbook and see you. So uh, thank cool. you as always for another fun week.
2: Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it.
1: All right, that'll do it for this week. We've got some exciting stuff going on this week. If you are in Colorado, we will be doing a UFC 269 watch party Saturday night, 6 p.m. at the Lodge Casino. Come out, watch the fights with uh, with our Superbook team in Colorado. And if you happen to be in Vegas, I will be hanging out at the Superbook Theater all Sunday watching the game. So come hang out with me. And as always, please, you can find everything you need to know at Superbook.com and follow us at Superbook Sports on all social media. And if you're enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating, tell a friend, and uh, hit that subscribe button. And we will
0: talk to you guys next week. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. Featuring Jay Cornegate, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind the counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you was going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend. Greenroll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's greenrollmedia.com. Greenrollmedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.
4: It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? Proud sponsor of the Superbook Sports Podcast, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they now have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast to this holiday season and get 20% off site. Wide. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SuperBook20. 20, 20, 20.